G'day punters, welcome to a massive edition of the Vic Preview Show this week. Back after a week hiatus last week, freshening up for the spring, but we've got a big edition. Uh, so we'll get into it. We've got a new sponsor of today's show, baggybet.com, www.baggybet.com. So if you haven't signed up, get over there, sign up, log in, see all their great promotions. We'll be running plenty of promotions over the next few weeks leading into spring and, and all the other sporting events that are coming up. And as always, punningform.com. Everything we talk about today is powered by punningform.com.au. Welcome to the boys. So this will be our panel moving forward throughout the spring. So Jack is back. How you been, mate? Uh, very good, uh, James. We've actually, we're looking at importing one more uh, bit of talent to the show, but we'll just see how we go there. But uh, yeah, very excited to uh, to come on from a different angle moving forward. And maybe tell the partners out there a little bit about the new venture. So I've been in the process for a very a long time of trying to get a license to become a bookmaker. We've uh, secured that. We're operating now as baggybet.com. Uh, we've got an app in the App Store if you want to use it on your phone. Uh, and we're going to be um, trying to do bookmaking a little bit differently, but um, you're excited to sort of be doing something different in the game. And, um, yeah, so far it's been fun. It's been a bit stressful. It's been some uh, long, long days and some, like, I know we're, we're going to talk about ponies today, but, geez, I, I've got a few opinions already on, on, on the dish lickers and even on the trotters because I've never watched more greyhounds in my life than I have in the last week. Dane, how you been, mate? How's, uh, how's the last couple of weeks been treating you? Uh, sorry, I was distracted by that race at Dolby. I was um, doubled down on the drifting favourite and somehow this legless fucking thing's knocked it off right on the line. I bloke with a one percent training strike rate. Um, Never a good way to start a show, is it? Nah. Fuck it. Apart from that, it's fine. I had a back had a winning day for the subs on uh, yesterday. Wednesday, yesterday, so I got a haircut today. Um, Just on side there. Hopefully, I can have a, a winning day today, so I can have a shave. That's my next trip. But uh, now, all in all, pretty going pretty good. It's like a Cosway Kramer slash Peaky Blinder sort of operation right now. Well, you know, well, I'm not losing hair like you, Jack, so you know, <laughs> you're well on it. Take your hat off. Uh, that's a real cheap shot. That's Take a, your you double down on the cheap shots. Right, no, that's what's going to be like. I'm happy, I'm happy to play this game if you want to. Is, that, is this what you want? How did that win? <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, good. Thanks, James. Um, great to be on the show. Looking forward to getting into the Memsey Stakes and one at Eagle Farm. That's good. Looking forward to it. We'll start off with the mailbag bloodstock, which has just been humming along nicely. Um, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of runners that we do have over the next couple of days, and then we've got um, a small share in one that's just become available again that we'll have a chat about. But we've got a packet of tomorrow, Field Roses, for Gavin Bedgegood, or as Shane calls him, Jesus, um, running their tomorrow packet of Jack, how's it going to go? Uh, I think we're in a big chance. Someone else does too. They knocked it off, was it maybe 16s into sixes. Uh, Egan rides three-quarter sleeves. Right. Billy, our man. Um, wide draw, I think it's okay packing them. They sort of get out and get on if, if they're good enough. Um, it's a it's a better race than you'd think being on the synthetic. It's a uh, richer race than normal. Uh, but I think we're in with a really good chance there on Friday, tomorrow. Then we head to uh, 
Caulfield Saturday where we've accepted and are very likely to run from Barrier 11 with I Could Do Better, which Shane got on the digital. It was our first ever purchase, Shane. We are very wobbly just even pulling the trigger. Like, compare that to how wobbly we get now. Um, we've had him at the races once. He was the seventh fastest last 100 metres of the meeting, punningform.com.au, which gave a little bit more credit to the performance. The eye was a little bit worrying. But when you're married up with the numbers, there's a really good performance. When he wasn't suited, there's a widest horse there all day. Uh, Mick D jumps off. Damien Oliver jumps on. Uh, Maddie, full credit to Maddie too. She drove the horse from Warnable to Caulfield on Wednesday to give him a look at the track again and give Ollie a sit. So the goats already ridden him in track work on Wednesday. Uh, been to the beach this morning, ticked all the boxes. They're really happy with him. Um, we won't, we're not going to preview the race, but there's a horse that Shane really liked in his last race that comes through with this one as well. That's Basiro, Shane. Uh, it's drawn barrier nine, I think. We're 11, so we're going to be right near it in run. Hopefully, we can set a little bit closer. And if the rain keeps coming, we're previewing this meeting, I think, James, on a heavy eight. Heavy eight. Uh, if it stays that way, we're going to be a big chance. $21 is a very fair price. And if you want to roll home with us, and you're not in the ownership group, um, I think an inch-way bet on I could do better as a, as a Sensible thing to do. But if you are yeah. in the ownership group, we do have an opportunity for you today. And I would just like to thank everyone with the sales after these um, preview shows that we go through. So it's good to see everyone putting their hands in the pocket. And our owners that have uh, come on board are getting an A-plus service with their pre-race work from, from Jono and then also the post-race stuff. But we've got one for sale today. Uh, we'll have a look at picture here. Her name is Boss Queen. Uh, trained by Kieran Ma and Dave Ustis. She's, yeah, as I said, she was fully sold out, but uh, unfortunately uh, we've had some uh, an owner pull out, so we do have some remaining. And I will advise to get in fast because to race next week at Ballarat. Um, she's been nominated there, but she's had a couple of jump outs this time in, and, and the most recent one was the fastest 1,000-meter jump out of the day, and she finished second beyond a pretty smart one called English Riviera, who was only 1.4 length off in uh, in a blue diamonds. Um, yeah, what do you got, Jack? Last to say of the morning, um, Josh Cadillac Kavanagh, who was actually our man, I think I, I could still consider him our man, but he's actually Kiramar's data man now, um, raving about it. Um, look, it's a reasonably priced horse that has strong enough form lines to suggest it's got a little bit of upside. We're going to find out over the next sort of two or three months what that upside looks like. Um, but yeah, it, it is as a bomb proof opportunity for someone to buy into a horse and go to the races. We anticipate we're racing on Tuesday next week. Um, there's a, I think it's 10% available, could be 5%. So it will be first in, first serve. Um, Obviously, it's a pain in Jono's ass to deal with this sort of paperwork, but uh, it's a nice opportunity for someone who wants to get to the races real quick. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and like we say, um, sort of waiting around, you know, if you buy a yearling, um, buy some of these tried horses that go straight out to the paddock, sometimes it's that waiting around that, that kills you. But this one, uh, she's going to go to the races next week, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And it's not breaking the bank. Two and a half percent, 1,753. So... If you are keen to get involved, as always, Jono, J-O-N-O, at themailbag.com.au. The other other runner we should touch on is that we've got uh, Keats, hopefully Wednesday, Sandown. So we bought him two Wednesdays ago, I think, and we were already looking to go to the races. That's how well it's going. So um, we do pray that um, 
mainly just Jesus, Jesus, get Bedgegood gets it done again for us. But um, exciting times, exciting times. Uh, I'm just gonna. The only thing I was gonna add there was like watch the jump out. Um, get John to send you a link and um, of um, Boss Queen. Um, English Riviera is a proper horse. It um, as you said, it's got that Group One run in the Blue Diamond there, and then it come back and and won by ten lengths two weeks ago at Ballarat on the synthetic. And this and our uh, our horse was you know really good behind it, and we're a Class One mm. um, trialing against the Group One, so you know it'll go through its grades for sure. Yeah, definitely plenty of fun to be had and, and sort of instantly as well. So, johnomailbag.com.au. That's all we've got to today from the Mailbag Bloodstock <laughs> segment. We'll walk it, we'll move into Talking Ponies, as Jack mentioned earlier. So, we are going to do a runner by runner preview of the big one at Caulfield, the Memsey on Saturday. But first, Shane thinks he's found us one up north and we'll preview Eagle Farm Race 5, the three-year-old plate over 1,200 metres. Take us away, Shane. I think we're going to have a look at the speed map first. Yeah. I'm not sure where we've found one or um, found one to back or lay. I haven't decided yet. I'm going to talk my way through it. Let's have a look at the speed map here. It's Race 5 at Eagle Farm. Spiritualise is the very short price favourite. Um you can see it's drawn a little bit wider here, and there's a couple underneath it, which I think will have to be ridden to hold positions. Um, Prince Shalar, Mr. Encore, and uh, Master Showman. And then you've got um, something at any old odds, drawn gate seven, just outside Spiritual Eyes. Now, Spiritual Eyes will begin okay, uh, and then it'll muster speed. What I've known with this notice with this horse, he's pretty hard going sort of horse. Um, and does run along at his races, and his lead times um, this preparation have all been uh, in last two races in town uh, have been quite quite quick for the for uh, a two year old colt, three year old now, three year old colt. <coughs> so it's been leading and and sort of winning comfortably enough. But um, when we go back to its to uh, its last start win, we'll start there. It was yeah, um, look at that here. This is a, this is like a small field, led quite comfortably. Diamond de Liviera is behind the leader. Uh, Hang five is the horse in the proven thoroughbred colours, the black and green under the stick, making some ground late. So this is like a normal sort of um, action for this horse. He wants to go, wants to go quick, wants to get it over and done with. Uh, found the front. As I said, Diamond Delivery Error, I think you can pronounce it, um, and Hang Five out wide. Now, there was one other horse that's come through that race, and that was Mashani Persuasion. So those three runners that it beat home that day have all subsequently run and failed dismally. So I started there thinking, well, this horse is a lay straight away. This, this is the Uncommon James. This is the <laughs> Right? That's so then you look, at the, um, you look at the overall times, on the day, now that was a, a race earlier in the day. Um, it's actually run a quicker overall time than the open 1200 on the day and the restricted one metro class uh, on the day as well, both 1200 meter races. So it's ran a quicker overall time than both of those. I can see why it's ran quicker than the, the one metro win because they walked uh, where the race eight, the, the open handicap on the day, they went out in evens. Uh, it still ran quicker time. So looking at what it's beat, I want to be against it. Looking at the overall times on the day, it's it's you know it's performed pretty well, um, and there's been some winners come out of those other races on the card. 
So that was a bit of a grey up, but that was around Doomben, which suits that sort of horse's style. He get jump and run, run along, and you can get away with that at Doomben. Go to his effort the two starts prior, where I was on it for the service, so half a pocket winch here, and it was weak, the weakest last hundred you've ever seen in your life. Um, had the race shot, the bit traded one hundred one, got beat on the bottom oh. and walked. <laughs> right, a bit like that thing at Dolby just there. <laughs> um, so Eagle Farm, obviously harder, firmer, longer straight. You know, like it'll be weak late of that, just the way it races. Now, obviously, now it's had three runs back. It stays at the twelve hundred. It's a hard-going thing. You know, if there's a half a knock in the yard, you want to be against it for sure. If it looks like it's had enough, you know, there was talk after the race last start that this course could potentially go to Melbourne, and I think I tweeted, like, maybe it should be going to kill Koi. So because of that, <laughs> because of that, um, I'm going to There's a lot of horses to... coming to Melbourne from Queensland at the moment, like yeah. more than I've ever seen. Yeah, it's because they're so poor down there. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Once they saw King of Sparta win a group race, they just loaded the trucks. Um, <laughs> so then, so now I'm looking at the map and I'm saying, well, what's the horse that, that can stalk this horse and 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 peel off its back and run it down late? And that the obvious one for me here is Prince Shalar, um, the two. So he's stepping up to twelve hundred, and he was a you know a comfortable winner first up. Um, he dashed really well from the four to the two and then was strong through the line. That was a 1,000-metre race in a small field, slightly run. So I think we're going to see a, a little bit like more of a genuine tempo here. So the question will be... The blade, Boris Thornton too. The blade, whether, the, whether you know, he's going to be, you know, a couple of lengths off this horse coming to the corner, but he's got the entirety of the Eagle Farm straight to, to knock it off. So He um, beat Hank Five first ever start. Shane, who you just mentioned in the other other race, so you yeah, can tie that Hang, together. Yeah, you can tie that in. Um, Hang five was a very short price favorite in, in a few of its runs last prep, and just hasn't come back as good this prep. There's no doubt about that. Um, and then you sort of got some horses that are drawn, like Mister Encore and Master Showman, who have showed speed and led in in previous races or been right on speed. So you're sort of hoping I'm giving them less of a winning chance. I don't think they're as good as a horse as Prince Shalar, but. Um, at the price, I expect, you know, spiritualized to be lead and be very hard to beat, but I, I can't touch it at the price. And I'm I'm going to have something on um, Prince Shalar to be the one that's going to be stronger of those two late um, at the end of 1,200 when spiritualized is overdoing it out in front. The two horses that beat by two, like three lengths and 5.7 lengths have come out. They haven't won, but they've improved their benchmark figures. So that's probably another tick for you. Hmm. Yeah, it's a wicked uh, chance in Montana Lady there from the Prince Shalaros. Yeah, there's not a lot there, I suppose. But look, I thought that spiritualized is exposed now. This prep, we know how he hand, we know how he handles it. He goes out, he runs hard, he wants to go harder. Um, where Prince Shalaros just had the one run back off a good trial win, and looks like uh, an improver. So he can take he can take a step forward where spiritualized can can't. It can. I don't think he can improve its overall figure. I love this bet. It's already won 1,100 metres, this horse, too. So the 1,000 to whatever's good. Yeah. You did bring up a good point earlier, Jack, the, uncom- the uncommon James theory. You know, obviously on the, on the show, girls mentioned it hadn't been beating anything. Those horses in behind it then went on, and I think we backed every one of them, and they, they went on and weren't winning. How much yep. weight do you take into that when, when doing the fall? Um, you know, obviously the horses in behind, if they then come out and flop. I put a lot into it, but there's nothing. 
in in form analysis in theory and your your mantras and your and your structures that's like a hundred percent bomb proof. So there's times where it's gonna make you look real stupid, but you just need to know. Well, like we, we we've been around long enough now that I know it works for me. So there's sometimes gonna make you look a fool, but there's plenty of times it sort of solidifies. It's more so um for a horse I, I I'd want to back or now keep tighter. Like it's just it's a it's a it's another tick to say that what you saw and the numbers it did were good because three of the five horses that have come out of that race have improved and, and gone really close to winning or have won. Yeah. It's just another because it, you know, there's always like, was that number right? Was that number wrong? But if, 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 if from Shane's point of view, or if you're watching as a punter's point of view, and you're deciding whether I'm going to steam into this thing or not, if four of the five have come out of that race, have gone awful. That's 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 grey hairs. That's very yeah. uh, head no Aussie. Absolutely. That be it, Shane. In a nutshell. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, trying to eliminate as much head noise as possible. But um, you, yeah, I think as a punter, your bets are like they're going like on a conveyor belt, and you're just trying to get rid of them as many as you can. Mm. That's the way of doing it. Nice. Well, that's Eagle Farm. That's that's a wrap up from up there. As I said, Shane only previously previewing the one race for us up there, Eagle Farm Race Five. But what we'll do, we'll move straight into the big one, the fourteen hundred meter Group One at Caulfield. Up on the screen there, you can see the odds proudly brought to you by baggybet.com. Um, I'll just read a couple out in the, in the market. Cool. I won't go, through, won't go through all of them. Um, I'm Thunderstruck, $7.50. Cascadian off a good trial, $7.50. Alligator Blood in the new ownership now and the new colours at $5.50. Uh, equal favourite with one of Bob's horses, Western Empire. And we've also got the boom horse of the spring elation there at 650. So before we go into the run up by runner, we'll take a look at the speed map and see what that is telling us. Um, what are we looking at here, Jack? And who's going to get all the favours? I think uh, particularly Snap Dancer, Tefano, and Alligator Blood make their own luck and get grass runs, but really, really good runs. If the fence is off, which it could be, especially by race eight on a heavy track. Alligator blood, I think you take a couple of lengths off him. Uh, Lightsaver should make its own luck. Thorsign Mav's a really tricky horse to map here. It probably wants further, so it might not be able to keep up with them, but it does sort of want to get forward traditionally. Uh, its jump outs have been really, really strong. So I, I wouldn't bet on where it lands in run, but I, I don't want to pen it at the same time. Yep. Um, the rest of them, really hard to figure out. Alation's trialed enormous, so maybe they do be positive. This is like the kill they're trying to go for, or maybe it's not. I think of the get-back horses that look like they're flying and are Group 1 horses, the one that maps the best of those get-backers is uh, Cascadian. I think it, Blake Shin, I think it's Blake Shin riding. You can set a little yeah. bit closer than you would have thought, but I, I just thought off the map, the bomb-proof horse off the map for me is Tefano. I, I put, I, I've got Blake as a negative on Cascadian. He's like, like he's not aggressive at all. Yeah, I, 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 like you can see from the map, I've got it worse in midfield, like or mid, like the back half of midfield. Um, but at the same time, I don't know which horses are going to go forward. Like I think Blinker's off Elephant, so he's not going forward from nine. On Thunderstruck's mm-hmm. never been forward first up. I don't think it goes forward. Duos is favourite for the Melbourne Cup, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's not and going forward. He's there for a run around with uh, Bob. Targets. Bob's probably got this this thing mapped out for the next like two months. It's not going forward and getting used up here. There's just no speed. So maybe cascading his like <laughs> third pair just without trying. So before we get into the runner by runner, let's have a look at last year's Memzi. Um, and the winner was Behemoth going back to back, who has mm-hmm. run 11 of 13 at uh, Morfittville. And he, he won that Morfittville leading race both uh, both years before winning the Memzi. I think he was protested uh, in or out of one of those Morfittville ones. He won on protest. Yeah. yeah, that's just right. looking at just looking at this race on replay. This year's rendition looks a much stronger race. I'd say, like, if you look at the the history of the race, it's a really, really like strong Group One. Some of like champion horses in this and near it for the last sort of five years back to Boban in two thousand and fifteen, sixteen. But like Black Heart Bart's Humidors, Kementari's yeah. near it, like. Big horses, good horses. The big horses, and they've all run big figures, haven't they? It's oh, a- Vega Magic. Remember Vega Magic just broke their hearts, that beast? He ran yep. like the, one of the biggest punting form figures of all time that day. It's a good race. Good race. Well, let's crack in. So, as I said, we'll go runner by runner, number, order, and the boys will sort of just talk you through their thoughts on each um, each runner. We'll start with number one, as I mentioned before, $7.50, uh, the Mick. Price horse, I'm Thunderstruck. Um, we won't show his replay here. We will show his replay a little bit later in his jump out with Elation, where he, he went very well. What's his chances? I think he's borderline cast from the map, needs to come back like as good as he's ever been. He was a length to say three lengths below what he did the previous prep, last preparation. Um, the camp's absolutely airborne, and it's probably a silly thing to to take him on. But I, I expect he'll drift. Um, but I just see the map and and the, the profile of the horse. I, I'm happy to risk it at the price. I was going to say tipping, he'll run um, he'll run a better figure each time for his next three starts after he has a look around here and mm. gets beaten three lengths. Yeah. I think they're uh, they're talking Cox Plates with um, I'm Thunderstruck, aren't they? So yeah, he'd, he'd want to keep improving after Saturday. We'll move on. Horse number two, uh, Cascadian. We'll show a replay of Cascadian's trial up there in Sydney, where he I thought he trialed outstanding behind um, arguably Australia's best horse, Animo. Shane. Yeah, well, you never miss these Sydney trials, do you? Um, well, it's not that like like. Is that because yeah. they're on TV yeah. in high definition? Yeah. In high definition, and you've got a race caller there calling them. They're on TV, and, and they're tweeted by the broadcaster immediately after they cross the line, so it's easy to find the Sydney trials. I think that's a positive. Um, yeah. Massive positive. Great trial. Um, well, like, the question mark I have around this horse is, like, we've seen all this before. He's an eight-year-old now. We've yeah. seen all this before. Great trialer. Nice flashy type that catches your eye hitting the line week in, week out. Um, you know, how often are you going to go back to the well? It's like it's it depends on how the track's playing on the day, like how wet it is, how run on you can be, uh, whether the tempo is going to, uh, you know, enable these ones to run on. But, you know, definitely a chance, but it always is. We probably um, cut that trial off just a little bit too soon. He, he hoons like he's. He's 200 metres past the post. It's probably what makes the trial as good as trials get. He's a, if it is a nice trialer, 
Animo yeah. is the horse inside of him. Animo needs to be shaken up to be woken up a little bit. So, like, I wouldn't compare him apples to apples there. And that, but the Animo's already stamped the form if he hadn't already on Saturday just gone. I, I think they'll back it a little bit. Blake's just ridden a winner at Bendigo. Um, maybe that's Ooh, enough momentum for, for him and the horse. But uh, <laughs> I, I think what Shane says is completely fair. But if he's going to run a race, it's going to be early in this preparation. Yeah, we saw that last prep. Mm. All righty, moving on. At number three, the horse in the new silks in the new ownership. Where's he going? Well, Shane. There's so much. There's so many angles. There's narrative, like, narrative galore. There's so much narrative here. It's like, you know, how did Jerry get it? You know, did, does Jerry, did, you know, does, did Jerry, you know, how did he get out of it? Does Jerry own it or does Jerry own it on paper? Oh, no. It's a bloody circus created by RV. That's that's where the circus is being created. <laughs> there is a rule. There's a rule that they, you know, there's a rule why the, the horse couldn't race. Um, now the deal's done, the horse can race. Um, massive chance, this. Huge chance. And I'll, I'll just to clarify, Matthew I wish all that everyone involved done their due diligence and everything's above board. We don't question anything like that. Uh, no way. It's a great um, narrative this horse, and we're great. We're just, I'm just grateful to see it at the races. Like, I'm glad we get I'll to see you, it I'll, racing in Victoria. Um, I'll tell you what you can do, right? Anything it did when it transferred from D Van Dyke to Billy Healy, you just put a complete pen through it and pretend it didn't exist. <laughs> And you have a look what it's done when it when Gay's got when Gay and Adrian have had it, right? Drew the car park in both its Queensland runs, should have won the, the BRC sprint at Group 3 on resuming when it sat 5D. And then it wins the Stradbroke and when it's gone enormous, uh, the way it won it. Uh ran it's ran really good figures both times. Really good figures both times. Almost identical uh, from terrible positions. That's the scary thing for me. They're so identical I, figures. Like it, it, it's back. It's back. And and from a gate, I think you see it settling first three. Huge and jockey switch. Huge. A massive chance. This. This is it suits. It suits Oliver massive. like coffin or or even three back fence. Just pushes out, takes his time. Like he's probably going to do in race three. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I mean he's only going to have snap and dance with Stefano in front of him, and he's a better horse than them two, right? Oh, stand by. <laughs> Snap dances, yeah, okay. The Tufane, oh, come no. on. It's biggest figure it's ever run. Tufane has but, been sold to you long to go to start. This is just a marking time exercise. This, this Alligator horse, Blood's the one. It's the best horse with the best map. It'll be winning. Okay, so in the uh, the Guineas and the All-Star Mile, Alligator Blood, 4.7, 11.9. Then never went near him again, even with David. Now it's come back, it's on a 10.6 and a 10.8. That's minus 10.6 and minus 10.8. That's faster than the all-average benchmark, pointinform.com.au. That's yep. like three, four lengths off what traditionally is required to win this race. He needs to go to another level that other horses in this race have like lived at for a while. I, I agree he's going to get it like every single possible this map. He's flying. I love the, the, the consistency of, of the, the benchmark figure he's run. Yeah, but I don't think he's like a one group one horse. He's there, thereabouts. But with this map and that rider and that stable, uh, anything can happen. And we've seen these early races in the spring. Some of those horses that did campaign up in Brisbane with that residual fig- 
fitness. So I think in a race like this, where there's only two horses uh, that have had a run and everyone else is first up, you know, maybe some of that Queensland winter residual fitness. Um, <laughs> on that, side. James took the words around my mouth. Before he accused Alligator Blood of being a better horse than Tufano, I was going to mention that. This is one of the horses with a little bit of residual fitness here versus a lot that don't. And if you look at the history of the race, it's horses second up, third up, fifth up that win this race. So you could lower the figure and then you could promote this horse for sure. And what do we think, Jack, for putting your, obviously, uh, your valuebet.com bookmaker's hat on his price? Um, is that a price that you'd be, you know, you think you'd get out and we'd be happy to lay it, baggy bet, or? I think the, the real movement will happen. I think there'll be some money for it from now till like Saturday morning, but the real money will be decided through like race five to the jump with how the track's racing because it's barrier one and it's on pace. So right now that's tick, tick. But come race eight at Caulfield, if it's rained a little bit, which we hope it do for I could do better, that's going to be cross-cross and the price will drift. So you just be wanting to see and not hear anything about rails and run not being suited. And you can check that if you're punting at home, use your punting form and map them after they've run the race and see where the, where the first couple of horses across the line were and are they all getting off the fence or are they staying on the fence, that sort of stuff. That'll dictate this horse's price late. So use your punningform.com data if you've got it out there, punners. If not, sign up to themailbag.com.au. Buy Jackson's product with, with majority of the fields first up and some um, queries around the track pattern and a bit of rain in Melbourne. Will it be a drying track? Um, you know, that, that, that vital piece of information that Jackson sends out sort of five, six minutes before um, is a key piece of info to, to making that final decision on your if bet. If you're ever going to get it, this weekend's the weekend to try. Like, most of the races are like four-fifths first up. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all the big ones especially. All right, we'll move on from Alligator Blood. Now, non-conformist, $41, Graham Begg trained. Is he any chance? Started $12 in the PB Lawrence 400 metres, like first up last time, last prep, and was like just a run, I thought. I, I don't think so. I hate the map. Yeah, oh, no, no, no need. No need to waste too much time on non-conformists then. The real interesting runner next um, and, and hard in the market, um, equal favourite Western Empire, one of Bob's over here. Uh, he won a 900-metre jump out at Geelong. That was just ticking over. Didn't really beat much. Um, thoughts? How can he go? It's, it's a real sort of, yeah, hard in the market. Um, first start, very interesting runner for mine. He settled fourth in run and won first up over 400 metres last preparation, and it was a pretty competitive number, especially for Ascot, which makes him very hard to pen. It's D-Lane. D-Lane, when D-Lane's hot, he can sit sort of three, four wide, almost no cover, and they keep running for him. Yep. Uh, I think it's you can't pen the horse. It's just be, no. be hard, be hard to back him. I've got no idea what the price will do. Just sort of sit back and watch it unfold here in the shed. I think the key, the key to this is the stewards' report to see pre-race whether Bob's trying or not. Um, what, what is is there any way that we can get our hands on well, that? The, this, or... this owner is a complete joke for anyone that bets. Like they're on when he wants them to be on. I don't know about like today. Oh, let's 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 either scratch or let's just go back to last and not pull out until late and just let it hit the line today. Yeah. Have any of his that have come over here? So when, when, when you're saying, hang on, when you're saying stewards report, you're saying like the the cod. 
the cot, the the, cot. You know, you know, like change tactics, the tactics. You know, change like, the tactics. Does that exist anymore? Or I don't know. It it doesn't, it doesn't should it, and it should in the big group ones. Like, that, and that's that'd be a great piece of information here. Like, I reckon Sydney do it really well. Forward. Sydney, I, I like what Sydney do. Like when they ask trainers pre, you know, they have their rough map, you know, of where to, where a trainer would like to see his horse in run. Doesn't always work out that way, but. It's every, every, it all helps in my opinion, but anyway, who knows? So essentially, tell us you're, you're incredibly great up while the wide draw can settle forward, can win, makes it really yes. hard for you here. Like D Lane, complete gun at riding tracks to how tracks are playing as well. You know, like mm. ticks a lot of boxes. This horse is, is it ready or not? I don't know. Yeah, very interesting runner, and very interesting to see what his price does now. And and on the on number six, call a sign, Mav. You had a little bit to say earlier. I lift this thing. Is that the one back for the service? Something for subscribers. Beauty. Um, this horse <laughs> has jumped out really, really well. And yeah. again, though, it's barrier fourteen. You almost want a tactical like notification here. I, I, I think they have to try and go forward. Um, I don't know if Jay Mott wants to go forward, though. Uh, it's very, very great. I wish it didn't jump out any good, and I'd try and be big pricey. I think it drifts, but it jumped out amazing. Shane, any thoughts? Call sign, Matt? Uh, like, is it is it going to try and go forward off its jump out? Like, it looked good. Is it ready? Look, it jumped out like a really like, like a sharp. Yeah. It jumped um, out like if they go forward, if, they, if you know they're going forward, it's a bet. Like, yeah, let's say it's favourite to go back or be cast. It's a group one, like over four hundred meters. The shoot at, four, at Caulfield, four hundred meters. You got to jump and go and make decisions. Yeah, look, I'm I'm happy to be against it. I like even if it does, even if it does go forward and can get the right spotting run, he's still not good enough to beat the ones that are going to have similar runs to him. At 1,400. Elephant, our, our friend that we helped get in, the all-star mile, who was uh, $61. Blinkers off. Now, James, James, just before we throw to Jackie, I just want to remind viewers that Jack tipped this horse for the Cox Plate uh, when we were on RSN before we all got fired. Um, <laughs> I mean, before Gareth, before Gareth left. Um <laughs> Same, same. I knew Gareth was leading, so I was being a real prick, too. Like, I was pushing the boundaries. Um, Jack tipped this as he's... Uh, Can as you believe that, James? He was pushing the, the boundaries? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Didn't say nothing, um, God. So, just yeah. a disclaimer, this was Jack's... Uh, 2022 Cox Plate winner. One of the many uh, tips I'm going to give for the Cox Plate this year, it was well not, it was $200. $200 was available, probably still is. <laughs> I'd say 400s after last Mate. Um We'll be winding in at baggybet.com. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think the blinkers off shows no intent and they need intent here. Um, but I, I like how the horse got through the line. He was the third fastest last 100 metres of the race last start. He increased versus the day on the way home. Oh, I think he's going super and I think he's on track. Just not this isn't his sort of grand final and with this sort of map. I think you can risk him. Yep. Great. And number eight, Zarek or Zarek, you know, whatever, whatever one that is. Apologies to the owners if I've pronounced it wrong. Um, Damien Thornton rides the the, the roughy of the field at eighty-one. Has he got any hope? 
Um, I thought the trials were better than the price, and I'm very uh, scared of the horse. Hard, hard to add anything else other than that. Um, and a did run second in a trial at Rose Hill behind a horse will be winning Saturday. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't trial, trial was very good, very good. Uh, yeah, but look, I would say off the trial, he's in for a good prep, but that doesn't mean he's winning. So, and if, if the Blades' brother shows intent from eight, he could all of a sudden be sort of three back, one off. Mm. Well, it's a could decent. be an each way play for a, for a, a flary punter at home. Serious, it's, it's not, it's not hopeless here. There we go, one at eighty-one dollars each way, punters. Uh, Zayrek. Moving oh, on, number what nine. Are gonna, what are we going to say here? Like, seriously, <laughs> number nine, Dragon Leap. Dragon Leap. Uh, I've got not a lot to offer. Very minimal data to go off. Um, very, very scared of those silks and a kiwi, but it's a Piero. Uh, tap out and let me t- let the market tell me. Uh, it it SP'd nine dollars versus Callsign Mav once upon a time at Hastings. Uh, it's failed at Randwick behind Dreamforce. I think I think we can risk it, but um, this thing just, I mean, forty ones. This thing has to drift. Surely. I think it drifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was a chance to be the outsider of the field. Mm. I went back and had a look at its doom and trial. Like, yeah. Nah. I don't know. I don't know why it's here. Yeah, nah. Yeah, Anyone? Let's move on. Number 10, Lightsaber and the old firm, Moody Nolan, back together at their their old home Caulfield. Lightsaber currently $41. The uh, stories these two will tell when they retire from the games. <laughs> what a combo. Drinking four X's and smoking darts. And at the Dolby picnics on a Saturday Arvo doing a... What's wrong with that? Lunch. Should be goats, but... I'll be there. Benson Edges, man, Peter. Yeah, I'm happy to let it go. Um, I've, I just, yeah, I can't... I really. thought the jump outs were playing shame versus what it did uh, leading into last preparation. Uh, hard to knock a little bit of upside left, but I, I think the last two preps have been its sort of opportunity to break through. Um, it's yeah. capable of a big performance. It's got a negative 14.6, but that was fourth up. First up, last prep, it went three and a half above the all average, which is pathetic. Um, and it went 6.9 last preparations. That's its last two preps. First up runs have been sort of way below what you'd expect <coughs> needed to win this. Yep. Um, Can't win. Does get, can win, does get a nice map. Like, but I, I wouldn't, I think it, it'll soften in the market and I, I couldn't yep. dream of backing it. But it's going to be right in the slot. And moving on to the the, the boom horse um, of the spring, Elation. Currently oh, there's so much going on here. There's so much there's going on here. A lot going on. Gives you real on Thunderstruck vibes of, of last spring. But um, who Mark who Mark jumps off this horse to ride on Thunderstruck? Who's the, I, I think Mark's probably the alpha, but I don't know. Both Mick Price trained. What we'll do, we'll have a look at uh, we'll have a look at Elation's jump out there at Cranbourne um, in the pick silks. Just while you're watching that jump out, uh, instead of commentating the call, I'll just say the jockey the jockey switches here are fascinating. Jai's on to Farne. Yeah. Mark jumps on to I'm Thunderstruck. 
and Jamie picks up. Is that even the right? Oh, is that the right play? Has Jamie picked up elation? Yeah, you assume. Yeah, so. but you'd assume. Look, the, the ride you want is elation or on oh, thunderstruck. They've got the most scope to win the most prize money. This go forward. So Jai might have been shafted. Might have been Mark punted. Have the Premiership Mark. jockey in Victoria might have been punted here, I think. Mark might have well, chosen on Thunderstruck for the prep, and part of that means riding it today, uh, yeah. Saturday. That's and it. I, mean, I think that's favourite. I think Elation needs to sort of get his rating up for some of the targets that they've got, but there he is in the pink. So you've got on Thunderstruck on the outside there and Elation in the pink. Um, not very hard ridden at all, sort of popping his head through to win the trial there. A very nice piece of work. Um, mm. 650 in the markets. How's he, he, how's he map? I mean, that's well, he maps awfully, and that's his big yeah. negative here. I, I think if he started, if he threw Barrow seven, he'd be the one they come for. He still might be. He still might be. Right. We saw I'm Thunderstruck, not this race, but like. Early on, before it was a good horse with an awful map, just completely steam. Yeah, they, just because they was... map back, they they don't love it, but it doesn't stop them coming for me if they think mm. it's the right horse. And this mm. horse has absolutely there's no negatives to the horse other than the, the map on Saturday. It hasn't lost. It's on the way up. Jamie Carr replaces Mark Zara. I'd rather Mark rode this horse, to be honest. <laughs> Jeez, I tell you what's going to happen here. When I can do better steams down the middle on this rain-affected surface at Caulfield. Race three, that is Run six feet and a half length. Mm. Elation will be off the map because drawing mm. wide and coming down the middle will be – like if that's the pattern on the yeah. day, that's it's a single start favourite. So so back to your question, James, about alligator blood. Like if, if that was to happen as that comes out, this will be one of the ones that crunches in. Yeah. Yeah. On oh, Thunderstruck and this, we're the two that, that they really crunch for because they, they're, they're guaranteed to get three wide line and, and they're going to get a chance if they're good enough, but they're going to cover 480 metres versus everyone else covering 1,400. So if they if that happens, if that, that scenario plays out, who are you on? I'm Thunderstruck, the horse that's done it before at this level a couple of times or the new kid on the block? Like if they both get that, that map and you can run on from 1,400 down the outside, who would you want to be on? Oh, I'm. Firmly with on Thunderstruck, who if that does happen, that's wet. The track's probably wetter than you think. He's got wet track form, like in, in good races. I, I like him a lot. If if that was a scenario, and I like Mark on get back run ons. He's strong and can get over the top of the horse the whole way. I, I prefer Jamie on a quieter, more rhythm ride. If that makes sense. Yep. I think mm-hmm. she keeps rhythm much better than any any rider in Victoria. But Mark that's- to control a big horse and, and just make him go. Probably prefer Mark. I, th- I think he's more suited to I'm Thunderstruck than she's suited to Elation. But for all we know, like, she's going to jump and settle th- midfield three wide cover. She's on there. Just going off that jump out, I'm Thunderstruck looked like a horse that wanted 2000. Yeah. That's what they're training where, for. Where Elation looks like a horse that's going to coil up at 1400 fresh and go bang. Where yeah. I'm Thunderstruck's going to grind. I, I, I think there's a chance. That if the track doesn't deteriorate, which I don't think it will, that Elation's the one they back. Yeah. And to still still trust it to run on here, even though they haven't run on a lot all day. I, 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 I agree with that. But it, I'm, I'll, with the I'm Thunderstruck versus Elation for me before, it was about if the track got really wet and the inside yeah, was off. It. Yeah. But I, I think the 400 metres is perfect for this horse first up. 
I think this is much more in its hitting zone than I'm Thunderstruck. Well, I agree, Shane's aim probably at 2,000 metres. Yeah, well, I'm Thunderstruck's obviously got the Cox Plate in mind, and I, and, and I think they'd be mad not to the grand final for elation would surely be the $55 million Golden Eagle or however much it is these days, um, mm. which is only over 1,500. So... How's um, how's Mick Price going trying to juggle the preps of these horses? He's yeah. got to be five or six genuine fucking Group One horses in this slot. It's unbelievable. It is truly. Um, full credit to Mick. Oh, full credit. Um, anyway, yeah, I like I'll, the track pattern. Will, like I like we said, the track pattern will determine a lot of things, and it'll determine which one starts shorter than the other. There for sure, out of those two. The track pattern won't affect this next horse. Yes, I think we'll, no, that's we'll, right. Because it we'll can't <laughs> but uh, as you just heard, Shane said can't win. So we've got some real differing of opinions. This was the horse that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to get stuck, these two to get stuck into it. Number 12, Tefane. Um, you, as Shane mentioned earlier, um, was meant to be off. I think you long bought her for the breeding barn, but breeding season's passed and, and here she is. Um, $6 in the market. Is she in five? Well, we, we, we don't know, do we? I don't know. I don't, know. Anyway, don't let me don't don't let the hey, truth maybe maybe this maybe this is maybe this is one more throw up the stumps before they surely go and see Rick next Knight year Cooper, anyway. Um, yeah. But Tefane, so Jack clearly in Tefane's corner, Shane clearly not. Take it away for us, Jack. Well, Baggy bets two rolls under the market, uh, Tefane, and, and will be probably until I see a reason not to be. Uh, I think she is bomb proof. From the map, completely. She's bomb-proof from the track, whatever sort of track I'm comfortable she's going to get through it. Uh, she's the perfect sit for John McNeil. This is a good jockey switch for him. This suits him. She she won a Group 1 CF4 first up 400 metres Caulfield last preparation on a good three. She's got SP profiles for days and days and days. and. I just think she's. I don't want to be. I don't want to lay her, and I'll back her. I think it's simple. It doesn't matter what happens. You're going to get a run for your money with this horse. The way the track's playing, she's going to. Joy can pocket alligator blood and be one off, or if it's real bad, he can be two or three off. He's got every. He's got tactical speed and the perfect gait. I love this horse. I love it as a bet, and you can back it each way at the price. It's, oh, it's, track and, it's track and trip stats. It's it's had three starts this track and trip for a win and two two thirds. This distance range, seven starts, four wins, one second, two thirds. This track, seven starts, two wins, one second, two thirds. Just a like a solid horse. And we saw it just poking around in a nice little uh, eight hundred meter jump out at Flemington there. So as you've heard, Jack, very hard in the corner of Tefano. You're going to get a run for your money. Um, six dollars at the moment. Do you think? Do you, do you think she it's starts? Seven dollars. It, it is seven dollars everywhere else. Yeah. And do you think she starts favourite? No, no, no. I think she, I think she starts closer to favouritism than she is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll see the market evolve as the track sort of reveals itself, but she won't be influenced by that. And in the red corner, um, we've got Shane heavily opposing Jack's Tefane bet. Thoughts there, mate? 
wasn't it lovely to hear Jack read off the screen about, you know, 10 starts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just reminded me of being down the pub on a Saturday and you're reading those old oh. tab sheets. And, yeah, that's how that's, yeah. That's that's how a majority of the um the, the punters yeah, yeah, do yeah, their form yeah. on a Saturday is just reading off a sheet. Um, you can see Jack there with his bench and edges smooth. <laughs> got his little got his best bets out. Feeding fifties <laughs> into his time. Feeding fifties yeah. into the Let's have a look at this though. Um oh. this horse doesn't have a fourteen hundred metre figure that's that's oh. that should be afraid of versus some proper horses like alligator blood. Oh. Well, they got the same figures, right? And she's all she's always blessed in run because of her racing style. She can't improve. She's a seven-year-old mare that's been sold to stud. She ain't improving her benchmark, and her benchmark figures are negative ten. So she's going to need track, map, and luck all in her favour to win. Yeah, well, I think she's favourite to get all through. That's my point. But, but there's about four others that are going to get the same runs. They're going to get map track, you know, favors as well. The, the, the so, horses with the with the big like fourteens and fifteens don't map near it, or have a heap more weight than they had when they got them, or things like that. I, I, I can, I can see she, she's going to run a ten or an eleven. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's going to go very close to winning this year. Yeah, um, yeah, that petrified you two rolls under everyone else. I'm doing something about it. We'll be um, bigger prices other horses, and we're going to be under this horse. We're going to have opinions. She's a, I'm she's going to have a, an opinion. She's, she's been a cracking horse, no question about that. Um, my question is, um, you know, whether she can come back as a, as a, you know, an older mare and, and continue to reproduce. I think that's got to be something. Uh, I know that she um, that she had a, a, a good Queensland campaign before going back to Caulfield, and then you know, running behind Behemoth. Uh, and she's got, like, as Jack said, got a good SP profile behind uh, Incentivize, Behemoth and Colette, which are all, you know, proper horses as well. So there's definitely a few ticks there. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy to sort of think that she's passed her best. So Jack firmly in the corner, Shane uh, opposing there. Can I lay uh, it in place as well? Let's, uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to throw something out here off the cuff. Surely with these differing of opinions, there's there's some sort of side wager here between you two. Yeah, um, I'm just not and, sure and, what we're allowed to do there, James. And you're, you're both real flary characters, so not just a slab or a, a night out. I want uh, – I'm going to give you a bit Shane, of time Shane, to think about uh, it. Shane actually owes me a night out already. I'm going to give you a bit of time to think about it. And we're going to we're going to post yeah. it in the comments under um, the show when we have, and and we're going to let all the viewers out there know the, the flary side bet alligator blood v Tafane head down. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to take an alligator blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, can we just wait until after race seven and then tweet it? Because like, there's a lot of changes between now and race eight at Caulfield on a Sunday. Gee, two blokes with really strong opinions. So I've, I've thrown a little side bet out there and you've both sort of quivered up into your corners. It's, it's, I was going to say we could probably face off at the MCG, Sydney, Sydney, Melbourne next week, but the last time I went to the G, I didn't see one kick yeah, alive. I can't remember leaving. That's why he owes me a night out because he basically just <laughs> sucked a lot out of the whole one. It's just the like Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look me in the eye. I was on a different planet. I was on a different planet. Um, anyway, over to race. Uh, to, anyway, uh, we'll move on. We'll move on. That was to find 
Moving on to horse number 13, uh, Dues. Yes. Um, surely Rain Rand got, got much bigger targets. Yeah, I think it be we do see um, these um, stays come back and resume well over fourteen hundred in years gone past, yeah, or, or, the, or the good ones, or the good ones anyway. Resume well, it'll have a great, it'll have like a really nice performance. It'll get through a long great, but I don't think it can win. Humidor got back and won, but Humidor's like Cox Plate horse, not a Melbourne Cup sort of. This is a stayer, stayer. I'm happy to risk it. Yeah, this horse got beat by very elegant over sixteen hundred. That's not good enough. Won't be winning here. And last but not least, number 14, Snap Dancer, currently $10 on baggybet.com. What a horse. Yeah, it is a good horse. Snap Dancer is because it's like it won a group one. Group one winner, Snap Dancer. And then it just got beat by that little pissant Star Tontes in a group one in the Tastiara in the winter. Remember, we're on Star Tontes on the start. two runs back from a spell at like double figures. And then it comes out and wins a group one two starts later. It's it's um it's like a it should be a bigger price and it will be a bigger price and we'll probably take it on, um but it can win. It just doesn't have. It's got like that one Morfittville benchmark figure that I think's near what's needed to win this, but it makes its own luck. He rides his horse so well. That ride when he lost at Doombin, I thought was a peach. Yeah, I mean that's the query, isn't it? Fourteen hundred. If it's rain affected and being, you know. First up, I, I just hope it diggerizes Stefano. Oh, I think it's this is the horse that we will be taking on in the next like couple of days at baggybet.com. Uh, if it rains, they can't win. No, but even without rain, I, I think it's up against it and it should be probably double the price it is at the moment and it probably gets there. Yeah, I think it will. Oh, yeah, right. I think that's, 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 that's our run up by run up. Review of the 14 runners of the Group 1 1400-metre Memsey at Caulfield on Saturday. Um, some some great opinions there from the boys, some differing opinions, which is, is also good. Um, what we'll have a look at now before we close the show is the just the best bets overlay. Um, Shane, has, as you've all heard just then, is alligator, alligator blood in the Memsey. Jack. Uh, Jack. Sorry, Jackson, Jackson Oldham is, is race aggressive. seven. Passive um, already sent a out for the subscribers, the mailbag.com.au subscribers to his service. And Jack's best on the card, race two at Caulfield, number seven, Saigon, currently 550 at Baggy Bets. All right, gents, been a good first show back. Um, as always, powered by punningform.com.au and our new sponsor on board this week, www.baggybet.com. If you haven't signed up, sign up, get over there. As you've heard, Jack, with his bookmaker's cap, literally bookmaker's cap on in today's show, happy to take a few on. So if you're you're keen for a bet, jump over to baggybet.com before Saturday. Sign up. The apps are now live. We've got some great offers um, on site. Any parting words, gentlemen? If you want to back snap dance up, baggybet.com. Shane, take us away. Um, no, nothing to add, really. Um, they're moving up at Dolby for race nine. I'm on, I promise you. Um, and I'll be betting tomorrow from, if you're watching this show tonight, I'll be betting from the yard at the Gold Coast tomorrow and then uh, three tracks Saturday. So um, mailbag.com.au forward slash shop. 
Accountable betting advice. And it is very, very crucial this time of year. Sydney and Melbourne. Rob Scurry put on a walk. Oh, An absolute I see him rolling through. Oh, yeah. Like he's airborne. And Jackson Oldham found a way to win in a dirty, wet, yuck sand meeting yesterday. So they're both going really well. You need mm. it. If you if you want to bet, you need it this time of year. Three blokes, three blokes in stable relationships just going to the track and betting their little butts off and winning. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, punters, thanks for joining us. Um, like, like, subscribe, get around us. Enjoy your weekend on the punts. If you are gambling, gamble responsibly, and we'll see you next week.